Be educated with knowing your cycle. Be educated with knowing what your cervical fluid is doing and what it's telling you. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach, and I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Hello ladies and welcome back to my podcast. Today is a highly requested podcast. I'm just going to move my microphone a little bit because I feel like I'm yelling into it. Today's episode is a highly requested um, episode and it's about the morning after pill, plan B, um, for when you have had unprotected sex and you are worried that you might feel pregnant. Now, the first thing is I'm not going to go over this and regurgitate myself, but if you haven't gone and listened to one of my earlier episodes, um, I'm going to find the episode number for you right now. Um, it's called, you can't get preggers anytime. I would highly recommend that you go and listen to that. Uh, let me try and find it. It's episode number eight from the 11th of February. Um, I would really recommend that you go listen to that because firstly, you need to understand with the fertility awareness method, which is basically you're not on any form of hormonal contraception. You cannot fall pregnant any day of, of your cycle. Okay. But if you have sex during that ovulation window and your, your boyfriend, partner, husband, um, he finishes inside of you and he doesn't pull out, he doesn't use a withdrawal method or you don't use a condom, then this could be a time when you might need to do plan B. Now, I personally um, have no, there is nothing bad about doing, there is something, there's obviously health risks with the plan B, but if you are worried, then take it and do not worry about your hormones. We can rebalance them. It's not a big deal. If you already have my masterclass, the art of coming off hormonal birth control, that's fantastic. Just do that as soon as you uh, do plan B and just really make sure that you're following that protocol to flush out the basically shit in your liver. And if you don't already have that, make sure you send me a DM and I'll open it for you and you can, um, I'll send you the link and I'll open it for you and you can download it. Okay. Um, so that's really important. And just send me a DM on Instagram at monarchy eights health. Now, I, if you are into muscle testing and stuff, you'll be able to muscle test yourself when, or if you're very intuitive, when this happens and know, am I safe or am I not safe? But if you are not comfortable with that, then I would definitely say that plan B is something that you want to consider. But what I do want to say is that know your fucking cycle, like know your cycle and be responsible with this shit. Make him pull out. No, he should pull out, right? Or use a condom. That's, they're your options. Okay. Um, and if you don't do any of them, then obviously you need to do the, then obviously you need to do the plan B. Okay. But really in the beginning, just avoid that. Okay. Avoid that. So you don't have to go through the stress of taking the plan B because it does cause some side effects. Right. And the usual ones are like severe nausea, um, acne, bloating, um, kind of like the normal side effects of the pill, but all in one, uh, heavy periods, their periods kind of missing for a while. All of those sort of things are going to be really normal for when you are coming off the pill. Now, when you like 23% of women do actually have nausea after taking the pill and 18% of women have abdominal pain. So it is very common. Um, 17% of women have fatigue and headaches, and then 6% of women that take it vomit. And 58% of women, this is all, by the way, backed by science. Um, this is from like journal articles. And 58% of women have their period within a few days from the expected date, but not everybody. Okay. So 58% of women will generally get their period back on their usual day, um, but not everyone. So if you are not in that 58%, do not worry. 
Okay. Now in the um, morning after pill, plan B, whatever you want to call it, levonorgestrel is the predominant hormones in the morning after pill, and it is a very potent synthetic steroid. All right. It acts by thickening the cervical mucus and making the uterine lining hostile to implantation. So you obviously can't fall pregnant. Now, a British medical database has shown evidence that two or more exposures to levonorgestrel used for emergency contraception may triple a woman's woman's risk of developing multiple um, sclerosis. So just try and avoid it if you can, basically. And studies have also found that multiple uses of the morning after pill is linked to an increased risk of breast cancer. And that's the same with the pill generally. Look, breast cancer, like estrogen dominance feeds on on breast cancer and sugar also contributes to cancer. So you want to be avoiding the pill and avoiding hormonal contraception if you want to reduce your risk of cancer. That's like a full stop thing. You can also go back and listen to my podcast, Why the Pill Fucks You Up. And I know that we need to do a um, Why the Pill Fucks You Up. That's episode 10. I know we need to do a... Um, uh, uh, why the pill fucks you up part two of that as well, which I will pop on my list to do, but I want to do the morning after pill because I've had quite a few people message me about this. All right. Now the pill and the morning after pill does deplete your nutrients. So making sure that you're following the protocol in the art of coming off hormonal birth control is really important. You need to be upping your nutrient stores when you've taken plan B. So your B vitamins, your vitamin C, your vitamin A, like all of it, like magnesium, zinc, selenium, all of these things. So making sure that you're having a really, really nutrient diet is really important. Things like high dose turmeric is going to help flush your liver out and lots of foods like cauliflower, brassica vegetables. So that includes cauliflower, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, bok choy, kale. All of those things are included in the brassica vegetable family. You can just Google brassica vegetables and you'll get a massive list. All of those things are going to help your liver to get into phase two of detoxification and therefore flush out these synthetic hormones. Okay. And you don't want too many synthetic steroids. Like you don't want any synthetic steroids in your body and you don't want like synthetic steroids in your body because it will cause inflammation and it is not normal for your body. It is not natural. Anything that is fucking chemically driven ladies, just think about it. Common sense. Would this be good for my body? Mm, No. So don't do it. This includes things. And it's obviously like, you know, it's personal choice, but if you want my, if you want my, um, you know, advice, expertise, um, opinion, anything that's unnatural, don't shove it in your body. It's going to fuck your hormones and your organs and your inflammatory system and your lymphatic system. It's going to, and your immune system, it's going to screw everything up. So things like toxic skincare, toxic, um, toxic makeup, those things like are really bad, right? Then things like, you know, breast implants, um, injections in every part of your face and body. All of these things are synthetic shit shoved in your body. Do you think that when you have synthetic fillers shoved in random places, your body's like, "Mm, delicious. I'm really feeling supported right now. Hell no. And if any of you um, know anybody that's had um, breast implant illness disease, can you get them to reach out to me? I'd love to get somebody on the podcast talking about their experience with it. Um, because I mean, I don't have any, I don't have breast implants and I don't actually know anybody personally that's had breast implant illness disease. But if you don't know of it, it's basically where women get breast implants and then they start to get really sick. Their eye whites are no longer white. They're all like red and bloodshot. They're getting really tired. They constantly have this, you know, brain fog. Um, they're gaining weight. They, um, struggle to recover from things as easily. Just the, the list goes on and on and on because the amount of chemicals 
in um, breast implants and, you know, amongst other things that I've just listed out before is atrocious, like atrocious. Um, so just really try and avoid that. Try and avoid that. And I, I, so I feel like one of you is going to say, but Monica, you have tattoos. Yes, I have got two small tattoos. Yes, tattoo ink is not the best thing to shove in your body. However, like I always say, start with the lowest hanging fruit, you know, like two small tattoos aren't going to kill me, especially because I'm eating a very high vegetable diet. I'm having, I'm constantly having turmeric. I'm constantly eating like cauliflower. I'm constantly supporting my liver. I don't put anything else toxic on or in my body ever, except if I was like, you know, in hospital, like my ski accident where I needed to use Western medicine, nothing else toxic goes in this body. And I am so supportive of it in every other way. So because I do that, like a tattoo wasn't going to like fling me over the edge, but for a lot of people, you know, they are, for example, eating organic chicken and then they're like fucking on the pill. And it's like, well, if you're having like hormone free chicken, then don't you have a hormone in your body because you're spending money on organic chicken. You might as well just fucking eat the hormone filled chicken because you're already shoving hormones in your body. Do you see what I mean? So a lot of us are like doing things really unconsciously and not realizing that it's like, it's very counterproductive. Anyway, that was a rant and total side note. Um, back to the morning after pill. It's also been found that levonorgestrel causes more depression and mood swings and fatigue compared to a placebo group. It also ladies affects your brain and emotional reactions and brain reactivity. Like this shit affects every part of your body as does the pill. So in terms of, um, you know, making sure that you're doing everything when you're coming off the pill, you just want to be following the hormonal birth control protocol. You want to be having lots of anti-inflammatory foods, lots of foods to flush out your liver, lots of brassica vegetables, and then every everything else that I've given you, all the supplements that I've given you in um, the art of coming off hormonal birth control, those sort of things are going to be really, really helpful for when you are, when you have to take the morning after pill. Okay. The next thing I want to mention is when you should use like plan B, emergency contraception, all that sort of stuff. Okay. So there's a few different like scenarios. I mentioned a couple before. So basically you didn't use a condom, you used the wrong lube, the condom broke or slipped off, um, post ejaculation. Cause semen may have entered your vagina. Um, your partner didn't pull out. You're not on birth control as in hormonal birth control. Um, or you were raped or forced to have unprotected sex. Those would be scenarios where you would take plan B if you wanted to. Um, now there are two emergency oral contraceptive options that you can be, um, that you can choose from. And one of them, you need to get a prescription, whereas the pill with levonorgestrel can be taken within 72 hours of unprotected sex. And you can generally speaking, I know, like, um, I think in Australia and majority of parts in America, you can just go to the chemist and they will give you it. It's like behind the counter. Um, obviously the sooner that it's taken, the more effective it's going to be. Um, so I think maybe in some of the States, I'm going to assume, actually don't know this. I'm going to assume that in those States that now have those ridiculous fucking abortion laws, um, you can't buy, um, plan B just over the counter, but, um, in most other, like, you know, in Australia, you can in, um, most other American places, I would, I would highly assume that you can, except for maybe more of those really conservative towns. So 
the levonorgestrel pill was the most common one, and that goes by Plan B. Um, and when you pick this up over the counter, make sure that you are really educated about this. Make sure that you've asked your pharmacist, chemist, doctor, whatever, about what to expect, any questions. It can be really like nerve-wracking and going in and asking for this. So really make sure that you have thought about any questions that you have ahead of time so that you don't forget and so that you can ask them questions without being like really freaked out or feeling a lot of shame and guilt. This isn't something you need to feel shame and guilt about, ladies. Sex is normal. The way that you fucking make a baby is having sex. There is no need for you to feel guilty and shameful um, or anything like that or holding guilt, uh, you know, upon yourself. Like, why wasn't I more careful? Blah, blah, blah. You know, you're not going to die generally from taking the morning after pill. Um, And it's obviously going to be a lot more traumatic for you if you don't, and then you have to get an abortion. So if you are sitting on that fence of like, should I do it? Should I not? And your gut is saying, just do it. Like, trust your gut. Trust your gut. But what I also want to say is be fucking educated. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. Beef. Oh, it's coming. Hold on. Oh, that was gone. Be educated with knowing your cycle. Be educated with knowing what your cervical fluid is doing and what it's telling you. Um, and really start to like strengthen that muscle of your intuition so that you don't need to worry so much about this happening because you really trust your body and you actually know what's going on. It's it's important. It's powerful. It puts the power in your hands and out of the, the pharmaceutical drug companies, pills, all that sort of stuff, because your body is constantly giving you signs. So I really encourage you to be trusting it. It's also really important that you do have, like, you want to be having conversations with your partner and everything. I said to my mastermind girls, if you're sleeping with somebody, you should be having conversations about whether you're having unprotected sex, protected sex, um, you know, would he step up if you were to fall pregnant? These are all conversations that for some of you might be really scary, but the truth is like, I really believe that if you're having, if you're being intimate, if you are sharing your body with somebody, these are conversations that need to be had because it's going to make you feel safer, which is going to allow you to surrender more in sex and allow you to actually receive more and therefore have more pleasurable sex. So you have every right to bring up the conversation of, for argument's sake, if I was, if I was to fall pregnant, what would you do? And just ask him and see what he says. Because in my personal opinion, I would never be with a man that, that is like, oh no, like you would have to get rid of it. I would want a man that says, whatever you want, I totally support. Um, that Because there like, there's nothing wrong with getting an abortion and there is nothing wrong with keeping a baby. Like There is no right or wrong answer here. But, well, I guess to me, the, to me, the right answer is I support you no matter what. To me, that's the right answer because there is, it takes you to tango. If you're both having sex, you are not more responsible than he is. He is just as responsible. It is 50-50, okay? Just because you house a baby does not mean it is only your choice or only your responsibility. He has a say in it, but he also has a responsibility to look after it. Obviously, he can't force you to keep a baby, just like he can't force you to get an abortion. It is a 50-50 chance. It's a 50-50, it is a 50-50 um responsibility. Okay. And this is why you actually, um, feeling safe to speak up, you trusting yourself and speaking up and speaking your truth is really important in these situations so that you can actually have that support. Okay. So quick recap ladies about the morning after pill. Okay. 
23% of cases in women have nausea after take it. 18% of women have abdominal abdominal pain. 17% of women have fatigue or headaches after taking the morning after pill. 6% of women have vomiting. 58% of women will have their period within a few days of the expected date, but not everyone. Levonorgestrel is the predominant hormone in the morning after pill, and it's a very potent synthetic steroid, aka not something that you want to be shoving in your body on, on a regular basis. It acts by thickening your cervical fluid by making, and that, and that therefore makes the uterine lining hostile to implantation. Okay. Another option also is um, if you don't want to take the morning after pill, you can also do the, uh, the copper IUD. The copper IUD can be used for emergency contraception, um, but it has to be placed within 120 hours after unprotected sex, basically within, um, within two days after having unprotected sex. Um, I mean, there is a window of within five days is the most effective emergency contraception, but you want to be getting that put in, um, ASAP. Now the copper IUD doesn't, um, doesn't, what's the word? I want to say emit, but it's not emit. Like he doesn't release. That's the word. He doesn't actually release any hormones like the Marina IUD. Um, so that is another option if you don't want to take the hormones. However, that's obviously going to be more painful to put in, put out. And generally speaking, women that get a copper IUD have horrendously heavy periods for quite a while after, and then they eventually settle down. All right. So some of the other side effects that I want to go through with um, emergency contraception is dizziness, headaches, uh, breast tenderness, breast swelling, all of these things of like, you know, basically a hormone overload and your liver can't properly flush them out. Uh, lower abdominal pain or cramps, irregular bleeding or heavy or heavy bleeding. Um, it is recommended um, that if you vomit within two hours of taking the morning after pill that you contact um, your chemist, healthcare provider, whatever, and ask if you should take a second dose because when you vomit, you can often like vomit things up. Um, now, it will stop you from getting pregnant if you take it as directed, but it's not going to like stop you from getting pregnant in the future. And this is not something that you want to like, like you guys, like you don't want to be having unprotected sex and then just be like, oh, it's fine. Like I'll just take the morning after pill. No, this is emergency situations. This is a situation where, you know, you are unsure or your partner's unsure of whether he pulled out in time or whether you were raped or you were forced to have unprotected sex. Like This is like emergency situations, not just be like, oh, yeah, we'll have unprotected sex because it feels better. And then, and then I'll just take the morning after pill. No, no, no. This is for emergency situations. And you want to make sure that you are doing everything you can afterwards to really flush your body out of those excess hormones. Okay. So hopefully that like helps you guys understand the morning after pill and also what to do. I would highly recommend that you get my masterclass, um, the art of coming off hormonal birth control. If it's not open currently, please send me a DM and I can open it for you for a couple of hours so that you can grab it and then it will be closed again. Cause I don't keep it open forever because I launch it, close it, launch it, close it. But of course, if you need it, I'm not going to make I'm not going to make you wait. So let me know if you need that, um, and I can send that to you. And there is payment plans available if you need that. Um, and any other questions, I'm gonna make sure that you guys when I do, I'm gonna do a Q and A podcast soon, um, and I will then answer be able to answer more questions for you. Hopefully that cleared that up. Um, please don't feel like if you have an, oh, this is another thing. If you have an underlying fear of pregnancy, 
um, it's going to act as like a handbrake with you in your sex life because you're not going to be able to fully surrender because you're so afraid of pregnancy. This is why you understanding your cycle is really, really important. I'm going to link my FemFlow journal in the description. This FemFlow journal is my period tracker journal, and I really find that it is the best way to track your cycle. I find apps hard to use. You can't compare month to month very easily. You have to try and not get distracted by Instagram and text messages when you're going to record your things in your app, and there isn't much like freedom to like add your own symptoms. I've left space in the FemFlow journal for you to add your own symptoms, and it is a really easy way for you to track your cycle. You can leave it beside your bed and then just like quickly jot things in. You need to understand your own cycle. It sounds harder than it is. In the beginning, I used my temperature and cervical fluid as a way to track my cycle. Now I just use my cervical fluid because I really trust my body and I know what the hell it's doing. So the more that you do this, the more you are going to get comfortable with it. But also now I can just ask myself, am I ovulating and it's safe to have sex right now or not? And I will literally get an answer like because I've just strengthened my intuition over time with trusting my body and trusting my womb and my vagina and my cervix and my ovaries and all the deliciousness down there. So I really recommend that you get the FemFlow journal as well as a way to track your cycle so that you can also avoid you needing to take the plan B or morning after pill. Okay. I'm going to leave it there. I will talk to you soon. I hope you all have an incredible day and got some info out of this. Let me know if there's anything else that I can touch on. Um, and definitely drop your questions in that Q and a box when I post it and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got lots of chicken nuggets out of today's episode. I would be really, really grateful if you'd be able to leave me a review and a star rating that you think is appropriate, hopefully five. And if you could share this podcast so that I can help more women live a life of flow and ease, I would be so fucking grateful. Make sure you tag me in it on Instagram so I can personally thank you because I know so many of my clients have found me literally because their friends have posted about my podcast on their Instagram story. And I just want to help as many women as possible. So by you sharing it, I would be so fucking grateful and I'm sure your friends would be too. If you do want to work with me, please do check out my website for all those details. And of course, you can DM me on Instagram with any other questions. If you have any podcast things you want me to talk about, any ideas, any feedback, I am always open to it and I always love hearing what you guys have to say. So please don't hesitate about that either. I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are. 